Forget my past. Well, you gotta forget your past now. We're moving in with new season. I love new season conversations. I love the fact that we're we're doing another one of these podcasts. The best part about this is we're in person, baby. Dun dun dun. We don't COVID. We don't have to awkwardly like wait for the other person to respond. Yeah, it's nice because now it's the back and forth with the small little delay and everything. Actually, the volume's loud. You're sounding good, but it's almost, almost football season. Almost here, and with football season, and then we have to, uh, you know, be the third, third, and fourth round of our draft. draft. Yep. So we have to split up portions, which is kind of awesome. Um, so Dan, obviously, you joined me, and we might have a special appearance with my son and wife, who are here in the background. That we love it. We love the. We're we're being supervised now, apparently, because because Dan's got to do this sober, because things get a little yeah. out of hand at times. Tito's is not sponsored. <laughs> nope. No, this is brought to you by Gatorade Zero. Sure is bad for you. <laughs> All right, Dan. Um, so on so this time, time we're going to recap some trades. trades. There, there was two that went down in the league that we're going to talk about. Two pretty big ones. Yep. We're going to talk about a few players in the NFL and just kind of how their situation impacts maybe things for the fantasy season. And then we'll kind of end with sort of wrapping things up in the league and just, just a little housekeeping. A little housekeeping stuff. Yep. Fluff some pillows and make sure the make, make sure the mints are on the and on the uh, the nice little pillows there. You are an excellent bellboy. Thank you. All right, let's start with the trades. And the first one we're going to talk about involves Mr. Kevin Ruth and Chris Blank. Um, in this trade, Kevin sent Juju Smith-Schuster and his 23rd first-round draft pick. And Chris sends Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Dan, what was your reaction after the second? So I think there's a couple other pieces that, that, that we look at with this, and it's the first one for me is obviously the youth and CEH being moved mm-hmm. and the bipolar piece that we got during the during the regular season out of him with it. Now, the question becomes is which of those are we going to see more often and more frequently? If you get the boom, CEH, I really, really like this trade for, 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 Kevin. for Kevin. If it's the rough CEH with it, the, then, the, then, the, then the question becomes, is Juju's great, but we're still not sure which big bang we're going to get this year. Mm-hmm. And the first, obviously, can be the equivalent of what a CEH could be. So I think that's kind of where, where I lie. But if CEH is great, I really like this for, for Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. CEH, I think even like with his ups and downs, he still finished as a top 20 running back. And he plays for a potent offense. Plays for a potent offense. You know, he missed, I think, let me just confirm. I believe he missed a game or two. I think it was. I think it was two games. I think is what it was. Just and on the fly with just one computer, then any, then then a second computer where, where one or both of us can't have the stats up. Sure. No. And this is where we go filler, and we look over, and Isaac's doing doing Isaac things over there. With it, Kaylee's mom of the year. Yeah, he missed two games. Two games. So I mean. That doesn't help. I mean, running back to this game, so you know, yeah. that's just going to be a reality of the situation. And, but, and I mean, I think, so for me, the biggest takeaway is two things. One, I give Chris a lot of props. He doesn't have his first-round draft pick next year. I think it's very easy to kind of get into, like, the, you know, oh, I can't, you know, build towards the future because I don't have my pick. You know, it's kind of a sunk cost fallacy. Like, Chris doesn't have his first, but that's, you know, that's just 
it to the reality of the situation. So, so I get Chris Pratt's for deciding that, okay, you know, gotta build towards the future. And that's step one. Step two is, I don't know about moving Clyde Edwards to Lair. Why didn't he move with Ezekiel Elliott first? And I, I guess that would be the other initial question is, is you know, like if you're, I get it if you want to move on, but you know, this trade happened almost two months ago. And Chris hasn't done any other trades. Um, so if you are going to try to build towards the future, getting draft picks, you know, getting a wide receiver, fine. Um, but I want to see more maybe happening. Yeah. Um, and as far as the return goes, I mean, the first with Kevin, I mean, it's two years from now. There's a lot of hype with the 23 class. We'll see about that. Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't know. He's all right. I think he's a top 30 wide receiver. I think everyone would love to have him on their team, but like, is he really someone that's going to be a good building block for you? He was Robin. Like, yeah. Like you just proved it. He was he was Robin. Yeah. So I mean, for Chris, it's I question maybe the timing of everything, and maybe it should have been moving someone else first. Um, but we'll see what else he has up his sleeve. For Kevin, I think it's a slam dunk. Um, he has wide receiver depth. You know, running backs are king. Um, he made some moves this offseason to get a few of them. Um, and I think, you know, Kevin's sitting in a great spot. I think this is a great trade for Kevin. For Chris, I don't necessarily love it, but I don't hate it either. Yeah, I think I think you can look at there's small positivities to both sides, but I, I still go, you know, because you can never say both both teams win. I, I think Kevin gets the benefit of the doubt here. I would agree with that. If we have to pick one, I'm going to go with Kevin as well. Beautiful. All right. Second trade. Second trade. And this one involves Sam and Armand. And this one, Sam sent Chris Godwin, uh, 2023 first round draft pick that Sam sends, and the three dot or the sixth pick in the upcoming third round or rookie draft. In turn, Armand sends DeAndre Swift and Albert O. Yeah, go ahead and question the last name. Tight end for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Dan, you know, this one kind of semi-recently just happened. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Um, so, Albert O, we're still very uncertain of about what additional pieces he's going to play on that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Jake Butt retires and everything, which is one less piece that was out in that that organization. Right? He was playing for the Bears. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, no big deal. Yep, sorry. So much for buying a Butt Bears jersey. Um, but they, they've still got Noah Fant out there. They've got three big mouths to feed. So, I think this was just kind of a – a fluff piece yep. with part of it. So I look at this and say, Godwin a first and three dot six for DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. I think it's an overpay for Swift. Oh, really? Okay. I, 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 that's, that's my opinion with it. Yep. Um, I think even with the ups and down games between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin mm-hmm. with it, I still think the, and, and I don't obviously have, you know, Armand's roster up in front of me here, yep. but, but I, I think, think that, that's a, ma- a major, amazing piece for his roster mm-hmm. with it. DeAndre Swift is going to be, if Jared Goff coming into that offense turns him into the first year Todd Gurley that we saw mm-hmm. in some of it, that you get excited about part of that. I just, I'm very nervous about that Detroit offense. Yep. And I think you're going to get down, which means you're going to lose the running piece to it. Mm-hmm. And I am not familiar with off the top of my head, what Swift's catching numbers were and receiving numbers last year, mm-hmm. if they were exceptionally Christian McCaffrey like, or, yep. Um, where they're at. So let's see if you can give me a little bit more on that insight. So, yeah, like we're going to disagree on this trade. Um, I think Swift is a very, very, very exciting back. Um, He does excel, you know, in the receiving game. Um, So that necessarily being down, 
might not even be a bad thing if they get into a hurry up offense, if he's at the end of the field to catch the ball more. Um, I think, you know, when you look at running backs, you know, the goal is to have, you know, one of those, those like elite, I mentioned Christian McCaffrey, like those people that are involved not only in like the running, running game, the passing game. You know, we see that with McCaffrey, we see that with Barkley, with Kamara, you know, with, um, who am I blanking on? Um, you know, those are obviously the big ones. Um, you know, it's really rare for someone that doesn't excel in the passing game to really be in that elite threshold. You know, Derrick Henry is probably a part of that, and he doesn't catch the ball yep. for shit. But, you know, when you run it for 20 touchdowns, 2,000 yards, you know, who gives a shit? Um, but Swift is one of the few backs that I think has the potential to break into that elite threshold because he has the rush, not only the rushing abilities, but the catching upside. And that's really the biggest thing. You know, that's what separates Christian McCaffrey, you know, Barkley, Alvin Kamara. You know, I didn't mention Ezekiel Elliott. He's healthy. He's not here for sure. Austin Eckler. You know, that's what really costs these guys up. Dalvin Cook, for sure. Um, there is some risk. I mean, the Lions offense, we'll see. I mean, it's really Swift, Hawkinson, and Goff. Yeah, and Goff, and you hope he gets the ball somewhere. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, for so for Sam, I mean, it is a little bit steep. I mean, Godwin is a very good wide receiver. I mean, he's in kind of a crowded situation this year, um, being on Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he's got to compete with Dobbins. He's got to compete with Antonio Brown. You know, we'll see. Maybe he'll be a free agent next year and move on to a different team. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Dynasty. It's not just one year. Yeah. Um, and the third round, or in the first round pick that he moves in 2023, you know, again. You don't know what you're getting out of this. You don't know what you're getting out of there. But, like, like, there is, you know, if you don't pay attention to rookie drafts, you, yeah, but you are a Dynasty player, you probably have heard by now that the 2023 class does have some potential. Yeah. So Armand, you know, going for that pick is interesting. The one thing that I did find interesting is Sam has Armand's pick, you know, in 2022. And I wonder how much of a point of contention that was in the trade talks. Because, you know, I talked about Chris, you know, kudos to him for not getting it. But I think for Armand, you know, why wouldn't you try to get your first? I mean, especially the Barkley stuff, he's going to be fine. But, like, there's just more and more stuff coming out of that that he might not be himself, you know, maybe he's not going to be ready to start the season. I mean, Armand probably isn't making the playoffs regardless, but, like, this might be a high pick that he gets up. So that's the only thing. I think, you know, Godwin in a first for Swift, I think that's about right, just because when you look at the running back to wide receiver, you know, positional scarcity, like, it's easier to get a wide receiver than it is a running oh, back. absolutely. So that's, I mean, I think it's close. Um, you know, for Sam's team, going, you know, he is trying to go for anything, so I, I'm not going to fault him. Yeah, I mean, and the other piece to this, too, Sam has draft picks out the ass, and, it, and eventually those draft picks mean that you're picking up players, yep. but we have player limits, so you yep. got to get rid of some of them. So moving this, obviously, I don't think hurts him nearly as bad, because I don't know how many additional draft picks he still has that not only that he has to take this year, but what he has in the first, just maybe the first two rounds in the next next year or two. Yeah, so in 2022, Sam still has three first-round draft picks and three second-round draft picks. In 2023, though, is where the Worcester starts to go dry. He only has a third and a fourth. Yeah, so no first and second that year, but, um, you know, still a lot of draft picks next year. and Which you know, tells me that, that next year is the last year of where he's officially looking at his rebuild with. Yeah. And that's where he's saying that with – all the talent that he's that he's bringing up that should have got off the pot time. Absolutely, that's for sure. So I mean, I think you know, 
it's I think it's a fine deal for Armand if you're you know if you're not going to be thinking you're contending why wouldn't you run for the front end? You know, getting, getting something, something like that one, and of course the first, I think that's a very solid return. For Sam, I think, you know, trying to go for it, you know, getting the running back, and I think Swift, I'm a bit higher on him than you are, but I think he's got sky-high potential. I get it. Um, so I, I mean, it's similar to the other one. I think it's a really close deal. Um, I would maybe lean Sam, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I, yeah we, we won't split hairs here at the table. <laughs> Um, anything else with trade talk or moving on? I mean, those are the only two. Um, no, I, I think we'll see some more. In the, I, I think I think there's definitely going to be more being made, especially as we get closer to, to draft day and as we begin to get even closer to opening day kickoff. Absolutely. It's what, 40 days away. Can't come soon enough. No, it cannot. Um, but let's, I mean, now the training camp's back, you know, we're seeing some good and bad things. Yep. Players, you know, playing. But then, you know, unfortunately, it's football, so players get injured. Um, and, you know, there's also not injury. There's also, you know, contract issues, you know. Organizational stuff. issues. Massage issues. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about a few players and, you know, just kind of players that have either been in the news or have had um, some unfortunate things pop up for them. And the first one we're going to talk about is Cam Akers. He's running back for the LA Rams. LA Rams. Uh, you know, obviously, he towards Achilles, which yeah. is... A it's big rough. injury, very yeah. rough. Um, you yeah. know, let's talk about Cam Akers. What's what's your prognosis from your uneducated doctor? Yeah, from from everything because I've stayed at a Holiday Express. You know, uh-huh. with it, Achilles injuries typically aren't nearly as as tough to recover from. I mean, uh, so I say that and I think about immediately I go to being a Braves and Mike Soroka mm-hmm. and having a, him having to step back off of his Achilles tear from last year, taking him completely out of this year yep. with it. Um, any injury that's, that rips something like significant that you need mm-hmm. and everything is, you always question with part of it. And being a running back, using your feet, making those cuts. I mean, that's an important piece that you need to have and it needs yeah. to be strong and, and worthwhile. Um, obviously, you got to be a little nervous with it, but Achilles injuries, I typically, I don't think I would be nearly as nervous um, with getting a setback from. And I, I mean, obviously, for the Rams, too, this is just checking that guy up. Right. This right. is Daryl Henderson. Here we go. Let's go. I mean, so are there any concerns for you for, you know, Cam coming back? You know, do you think this time next year he's going to be his normal self? I think he'll be right at the point in time where, where if everything goes healthy and, and that's what we hope, obviously, with all these injuries and situations. Yes, yes I think he's in a spot where, where this time next year he's basically ready to go. All right. I mean, I'm I'm not as quite optimistic, you know, just from everything you've read it's, or from that I've read. You know, it's just I know there's been, like, a lot of people that have returned from it. You know, you look at Kevin Durant, he's the most recent example. You know, and if you go to a football example, you know, Tavares Thomas, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, um, they've all come back, you know, and those two wide receivers have had great years. Kevin Durant was awesome this year. But, I mean, it's a running back, and that's just, that's a lot of, you know, they need to cut, they need to move, they need to take a lot of, like, bruising and, uh, I don't know. I, I'm very concerned because I think running backs, you know, already have a short shelf life to begin with. I don't know how he's going to be. I mean, I, I think the sample size is small. I mean, anyone that's kind of been following, you know, 
fantasy has probably seen like that list of like running backs that have torn their Achilles yep. and then their future in the NFL and it's not great, but it's a very small list. And I mean, I don't think his career's over by any stretch, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to be that, you know, top 10 running back that I think a lot of people thought he might be this coming year. And just because you brought it up, Ben, this is just how it's going to work. Did you see what Emmanuel Sanders said today about Josh Allen? No. Oh, uh, Josh Allen, high train boner. Um, said they get the vaccine? Nope. He basically went through no, and said no. that in the 12 years that he's been there, he threw a pulse route to Cole Beasley and that he's never seen any quarterback make the throw. And I guess it was like he threaded the needle into a window that nobody should ever be able to thread a needle into with it. And like he just went whole hype train on how great Josh Allen is. Sorry, I just needed that moment because you brought Emmanuel Sanders' name up and I got excited. Fair enough. You know, we gotta let you live that up. Josh Allen hype train. Bill's Mafia. Don't flip the table. Nope, not, I'm not dropping on it either. Okay, nope. good. I, Isaac's in the room <laughs> and almost asleep. So, yeah, well, that's one of the words. Um, all right, player two. Where were we? Oh, with. So, yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, Daryl Henderson, yep. you know, is he just going to step up and, you know, he had a, couple a, lot of, of, a lot of people had Cam Akers as a top 10 running back. Yeah. I mean, can Daryl Henderson do that? No. Okay. Uh, I think Cam Akers is just, <laughs> yeah. just, I think Cam Akers is just that much more talented. Now, what that okay. means that I'll eat crow here in about seven and a half months here when mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson's running back six on the board, and that's just how life works. Yep. Um, I think it's just, it's good. Matthew Stafford's just going to step up and be be better than what Daryl Henderson would be replacing Cam Akers. And I think that's 100% why the Rams brought him into that organization. Yeah, well, that's fair. Um, okay, let's move on to another um, wide receiver now, and let's talk about Michael Thomas. Um, I'll, let this, you, I'll let you start on this one. This has just been kind of an interesting thing with Michael Thomas because he's you know had the kind of injury issues last year. Um, season ended, doctors looked at it, and they were like, you know, yeah, this, you should probably rehab it and then come back in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, this was, like, February, I think, and then he came back in, like, July, and then had surgery. Yep. Or, end of June. Yeah, somewhere in that time frame. So, and now it's looking like he's probably going to be out, like, six weeks, likely on the pub list, so for sure six weeks to start the season. Um Sean Payton had a quote, I think it was earlier this week, that said something. He should have had the surgery earlier. I'll leave it at that. Yep. Um, you know, he, he definitely pulled the shack, got injured on company time. I'm going to get my surgery on company time. And uh, I don't know. There's it's there's something interesting brewing there, I feel. Yeah, and I wonder if this is the start of uh, Aaron Rodgers 2.0 with Michael Thomas against the New Orleans Saints and the situations and all he's these different pieces. With, oh, he's 100% going to lose with it yeah. and everything. But, yeah, I mean, this is it's such a baby back bitch move on, on Michael Thomas's part mm-hmm. with it. I mean, you, you look at the bless you. You look at different. Yeah. See, impromptu, you know, being polite and everything like this here. You you look at different situations and mm-hmm. stuff like this. I mean, obviously, we still don't know who's throwing the fucking ball. Yeah. Jason Hill. Oh, James Winston. Ian Brooke. Yeah. You have so many options uh-huh. with it. For all we know, Sean Payton's going to let everybody throw the ball 15 times a game, and we're going to see what happens. They just dumped the ball tomorrow. Sucks to be whoever traded for Michael Thomas this offseason. Hot and gross. Um, it, his saga is just a walking dump truck of the uh, garbage on fire. I Honestly, and it was because, you know, going into this offseason, I thought Michael Thomas was being a little bit undervalued. We saw, like, 
you know, obviously it was with Drew Brees, but he was like arguably the, the top wide receiver in the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then Drew Brees retires, you know, Thomas had that injury riddle here. And then people start doing things like putting him like right at like the 10th wide receiver, maybe a little bit outside. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, this is just not getting aggressive. Let's not get aggressive. Like, I still think he's the top five guy. But Hopefully, now, like, but now it's six weeks. But well, well, now with all this drama, like that was my thoughts before all this drama started. Mm-hmm. But now after all this, you know, Sean Payton having this quotes, like, I'm very concerned about Michael Thomas just, just because, because I think we've seen, seen this story before. You know, we've seen it. No AJ. No AJ. Seen it with, with, with um, um, you know, Des Bryant. We've seen like wide receivers, wide receivers you, know, you know, and just players in the NFL fall off a cliff. You know, it doesn't doesn't take much, like from injury. From drama. drama, I mean, Antonio Brown, Brown is a good example. And, and then, then once you fall off like that pedestal, it can be hard to get back up. So, I mean, for me, I definitely don't think Michael Thomas is top 12 wide receiver right now. I think top 15 is probably pushing it for me. Um, it's I, a very deep position, too. And uh, I know, you know, he's the only one that they got on the Saints right now. So, yeah, they, they need him. But, like, I am... I, I don't know. I would not be happy if I was a Michael Thomas owner. There's only one positive thing you can take out of the entire situation. You need to be an Alvin Kamara owner. This, this is true. Because your, your stock just skyrocketed beyond measure because that's the only viable piece I think that's going to be top 10 worthy on that organization without Michael Thomas. I would agree. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I know there's a lot of hype with Adam Troutman. We won't really go in depth on him. You know, can he maybe take the step at tight ends? Somebody's still got to throw him the football. That's true. Um, well, the fantasy got to get with and take it. Jamie yeah. Akers gets injured. Michael Thomas gets injured. Sam has Alvin Kamara. Lost Cam Akers, you know. Yep, it's, it's a little give and take. A little give and take. Yin yang. Yin yang. Yep. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk about your quarterbacks. And let's start which, with... Which one? <laughs> yeah, which one? <laughs> let's let's start with Mr. Strong Safety, Deshaun Watson. Oh. Or, you know. Oh, yeah, the, the rub and tug? Well, no, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, I, my favorite part of the training camp stories this year is the fact that the Houston Texans, which is first, first of all, Deshaun Watson reported the training camp. Yep. And Houston Texans are being so petty that they're putting him as like a scout team linebacker, scout team, strong safety. Putting him as basically playing him anywhere but quarterback. This is, this is no, you know, his life. Um, he's, he's not on the commissioner's template. It, it seems like they, they have no intentions of suspending him. him. Um, so it also seems that the Texans have no desire to play him at quarterback. No. No. So, so at this point, what's going to happen? Is someone going to trade for him? Is he going to sit on this team for a year because nope. of all the stuff out in the world nope. with, you know, allegations? And we'll leave it at that. Um, Sign me up for the trade. You, you think, think I think I think it's traded for the season starts? Ah, uh, yes. Interesting. Okay. okay. Yep. So I don't think I don't think he's on the Texans longer than week three. All right. So over under one and a half for a Toronto pick traded for him. Over two. Two. At least two. Yep. Okay. Um, two and a player is where my where my head's at. Give, give me two to three teams that you think we should keep our eye on for players or for you know teams that might make a move for him. Number one is Philadelphia. Okay. Number two is Miami. Uh-huh. I don't think – I think those are the two best landing spots in the two teams in my eyes that are yeah. that would be the teams to make those trades. I, I don't think there's another team that I can think of off the top of my head that – I think there's one, maybe two. You're not thinking – the Giants? Nope. Okay. Denver Broncos. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yep, I, yep. Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Lock. Yeah, I ate that Drew Lock hype train bullshit. Yeah, let's go ahead. And you know, you move it. 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 I mean, Carolina. they would never do it just no. because of their drama. Yeah. The Washington football team. Oh, no, yeah. That would, that would be, be quite, quite the move. But, but I mean, Deshaun Watson, it is interesting after all this. You know, you know it, it seems, seems like, like he's going to be eligible to play. So, so if he does go to the Eagles, the, 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 the Raiders, the Raiders to, the Broncos, to the Broncos, whoever, like, like he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, he's going to be pretty good. And it's, it's going to be interesting, interesting because then you look at whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Broncos, whether it's um, Washington yeah. football team, you know, yeah. Yeah. wherever he gets traded yeah, to. Miami, anywhere. Miami. Like, we're just going to see, you know, Wolf Fuller. Yeah. We're going to see Jalen Paul. Oh, we're going to see Devontae Smith. We're going to see upgrades Zachary. left and right. It's like, upgrades. Everyone just, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sun, Noah Fant, Alberto. Like, like, whatever team he does get moved to, if it does happen, and I'm skeptical, um, I, I will let me finish with that. Wherever he gets moved, though, we're just going to see just a great change in player value and how they're viewed. Because at the end of the day, those teams, you know, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, Derek Carr, um, yep. Tua, Jalen Hurts, Tua, like some of those are fine quarterbacks. But, but Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. He is a top. He is five. a top. Five. You know, you can make you, know, you can make a case for a top three quarterback in the league. So, I mean, I mean, you put him on any offense. It's like playing a game of Mario, and you go to bump a brick with your head, and a thousand mushrooms pop out of it. No, for sure. I mean, I think, again, we're going to ignore the personal side. Yep. You know, the just, just, just from the football side. Just from the football side. I mean, I think after after Holmes, I'm taking, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I know you're going to stop And that's fair. But I think... After, after Patrick Mahomes, there's, there's probably four to five guys yeah. that you could talk about. And yep. I think Deshaun Watson is 100%, 100% in that group. Yep. And, you yep. know, the, the legal side and, you know, the football side, seems like it's not going to be an issue this year unless something, you know, happens, um, changes. But I don't know if the Texans are going to move him. Just because while the, while the NFL didn't put him on that list um, or suspend him or anything like that, I just... I don't know. It just it seems difficult to imagine a team trading for him. I just I guess I guess I look at it a nice. I mean, it's gonna happen eventually. It's the upgraded piece to it. Now the question becomes is what happens first? Somebody ponies up an offer that the Texans go, okay, like we can stop being petty about this now, or that the Texans just go and say, no, man, you you you've built your bed and you you know you you put the sticks around it. We'll just and watch you burn on this. Yeah. With it, which I think is foolish for an, if an organization wants to bury a player mm-hmm. and you, you're burying your future because you could you could easily move Deshaun Watson for for some value. So let's look at and then you wash your hands of all the legal stuff too. Let's who would you rather have package wise? Okay, let's yeah, Jalen Hurts in a first to uh, a first. I'd rather have or and let's I don't know add a second to the Eagles side. I'd probably maybe still want the two aside. Two aside. I just I, I I feel better about the Tua situation. And if you're the Texans, do you want either of those quarterbacks? Do you want Deshaun Watson? No, no, no. Well, if you're I, the Texans. Oh yeah. Do you want do you want either Jalen Hurts or Tua? Or I, why just, not? 
or would you just rather have first and just suck this year and get to whoever the top quarterback is? Which, I mean, Spencer Rattler. Spencer, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, yeah. Mystery Box. Yeah, Mystery Box, random ACC, or not ACC, but, Willis, you know. Willis, yeah, you know, there's a Mountain Bowl West. Look. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, man. I think you take your shots with one of the young kids, and if they pan out, awesome, but you're getting the first either way. Yeah. So you've got plan B to alternate back to, and then you can try and Josh Rosen, the quarterback that you have. This is true. So I, I, think, I, I, rather, think, I think you ship him. I would rather get the Hall of Picks. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would ship him. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so you think it'll happen before the season? Starts? I think it happens before the season starts at the late, latest week three. And I think I said week three because we might have an injury happen, which, again, we never yeah. wish this upon anybody with it. Like, we like to be politically correct around here. Right. But that that is a situation, a COVID situation. You never know what's going to come down with any of those pieces. Yeah. That, that could be potentially where, oh, shit, now, now the team's desperate. Yep. You just not that rolling in it. Yeah. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, um, okay. It's, it's, it's interesting to monitor. It's, yep. it's been a weird, uh, weird, weird offseason. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk about a quarterback that did return as well this year, this week. Yep. Uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Coolest fucking shirt ever, too. He did have a very cool shirt. He had a very cool, I think, press conference. Yeah. Uh, very that was so eye opening, cool. very transparent. Um, you know, if you have TV or yep. the internet, you, you've heard the yep. Aaron Rodgers saga this offseason. Um, so he's back, yep. at the very least, for this year. Yep. Um, Obviously, if you're a Packer fan, if you're a Devontae Adams owner, if you're a Robert Tunyon owner, if yep. you're a Aaron Jones owner, if you're a whoever, Up Randall Ray. Cobb, yep. it's, it's great. Yeah. If you're a Jordan Love owner, you're like, funny. Yeah. But let's get this done. Yeah. So let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. So um, short term, any impact from how you view him, how you view those he's, Packer players? He's going to go out and he's just going to he's gonna slap his dick on the table and he's going to say, this is what I do. Yeah. And Devontae Adams... Upgrade. Randall Cobb, upgrade. Bob Tunyon, upgrade. I mean, he's going to go out and he's going to sling the ball everywhere. If anybody's going to take a small hit to this, it's going to be Aaron Jones. Because Aaron Rodgers wants to go out and do Aaron Rodgers things. I'm with you. I think, like, and it pains me to say it as a Bears fan, but, like, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, these hyper-competitive people, you know, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, like, these guys, Michael Jordan, you know, like, these people are motivated by proving people wrong. And you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers is going to do everything in his power to not only win another MVP, but pass for 5,000 yards, you know, pass for 50 touchdowns. Like, just win a Super Bowl. Make, like, the Packers, like, you know, the GM, like, like, make them Brian Murphy, or the Murphy, the president, like, make them not only look like fools, but, like, tie their hands and be like, okay, you can move on for me, but I just won back-to-back MVPs. I just asked for 5,000 yards. Like, I just, oh, you just won the Super Bowl. Like, you're going to... Like, like, you're going to not, not only think me, you're going to give me everything I want. Like, I'm going to be the GM when I'm done with this if I want. Like, it's it's going to be fun, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you're a Packers fan, if, if you're a fan of anybody else that's in their organization, that you're, you're not. Like, anybody that's fighting them twice a year, you're in real rough shape with it. But this is going to come down to Devontae Adams is going to have a 1,000-yard year. Randall Cobb, just to throw it in the ownership's face, because ownership came out and said, we did this to make Aaron happy. He's going to go for 750 yards. Easy. I, I think there's no, no way if Randall Cobb's healthy that he doesn't go for anything less than 750 yards. I mean, outside of, you know, Adams and Tunyon, it is a wide open line. Those two in terms of, I mean, Aaron Jones, obviously, is, you know, you know, he's going to get his passing stuff. Yep. Well, like, like outside, outside of those three, they're, 
you know, know I, I would not be surprised if Pop had a good year. So 5,000 is, you think it's legit? I mean, I don't know about it's legit, but I think, you know, all I'm going to say is 5,050. I think he's going to have a great year. And I think he's going to, you know, make things very uncomfortable for, you know, the Packers team and, you know, wanting to move on from him and making it a difficult conversation for them to have. And I, I think this, the fact that Rodgers is back, a lot of these teammates who are going to rally around him. I mean, we just looked and saw Devontae Adams looked, severed all contract talks with these guys. Literally because of how they were treating people, and now yes. all of a sudden, Rogers is instituting a little bit of change, and the Packers now have again a fighting outside shot at re-signing arguably the best receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. With it, I mean, he comes out and he said he wants to be paid, you know, number one money because he's number one. And it's hard to argue. Like, I mean, you can split split hairs on that conversation. Tyreek Hill, Tyree Hill I mean, I, yeah, he's definitely up there. I mean, I loved how. Him and Rogers posted the the, yep, last, the dance. last dance one. So I mean, he's clearly, yep. clearly they are you know operating. Yeah. This is gonna be the last last shot, and yep. they're gonna just go for it. Um, but I don't know. Um, let's you know look at it from a different angle though. Um, Jordan Love. Um, he's, he's obviously not gonna get a shot this year. Yep. Um, he gets another year to learn though. He gets another year to learn. Presumably, we'll get his. Opportunity sooner than later, unless yep. Rogers just keeps making this uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious, you know, how if, if Rogers, let's say, was traded, yep. how, how would you be Jordan Love? I, I guess I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't think anybody does. Is the yeah. scary part with it? It's. I mean, you can look back at his college days, and you can be impressed with some of those pieces. But mm-hmm. again, I you come into the NFL, and it's a different ball game. I love how people say, you know, Alabama could be the worst team in the NFL. No, no, they couldn't. With it, get off your high horse. And so, just understand that this, these players play at a different level. Let's look at this year's class from a fantasy perspective. Jordan Love or the player I'm going to name. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Justin Fields? Justin Fields. Mac Jones? I think that's where you toss that up there. That's, that's being, the being, being the Mac Jones piece, I think the, the, the weapons in Green Bay are nicer, so I would, I would lean to say that Love has there. Mac Jones, I, I still feel, is the most pocket passer-friendly quarterback that came out of this draft. I would argue with that. It's efficiency stats. And when you look at the fact that he's in a pocket present Offense mm-hmm. with what Belichick runs with that, that was a lot of shit that was a lot of I mean, I'd be hard pressed to say that that love, or, um, love would not beat Matt Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. He's Jordan Love, believe it or not, is like one of the preseason guys I'm really looking forward to seeing this year. Mm-hmm. You know, last year with COVID, it was kind of just survive, you know, yep. with everything. But I am very, very, very curious to see how he plays. And I think a lot of Packer fans are, and a lot of people in like that organization are, because they are, you know, hitching their wagon you know, with that pick and kind of doubling down with how they treat Aaron Rodgers. Now, maybe there's a change, there's a growth after, you know, this, this a lot of growing in 48 hours. Maybe, I don't know. But um, I'm very interested in Jordan Love. I, I think I would take Mac Jones over Jordan Love. Um, but then I think once you get to the second tier, like the Kellen Mond, yeah, I was gonna say, when David you, Mill or Davis Mills, 
Kyle Trask. Yeah. I would definitely take Jordan Love. I, those I agree. Although the, the hype coming out of Tampa Bay is insane. Yeah. yeah. Just 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 being that guy. Yep. But then you get to learn from Brady. This is true. But, but Brady's gonna play till he's fifty, so I don't know. They here in Kyle Trask's career. Yeah, I mean you just gotta just rough it up. Be Chase Daniels of the world, be the world's best backup that nobody sees other than in blow time. And that guy does all right in life. Collect those paychecks. Yep. All right. Any other players or thoughts NFL related before we move on? No, I the, the only piece that I'll ask you here is 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 it popped in my head as we were doing this. Julio Jones. Up t- uptick or downtick with being in Tennessee? Or somewhere right around the same where he was in Atlanta? Um, I think it's a downtick. I'm probably in the minority stance on this. Um, I, I think it's a downtick, too. I, I think, think you're down, right. But I also think it's a downtick for A.J. Brown. Oh, 100%. Um, I think, okay, we're on the same page. I thought I was no, definitely in the minority. It's, it's Derrick Henry. Really? You, can, you could light up the two best wide receivers on the end of it. Mike Vrabel's still going to go ahead and say, Derrick, go ahead and run it exactly. up the middle. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, um, one of the things that carries over the most on an NFL season, you can look it up, is you know pass attempts or an offense like especially if there's no coaching changes you know generally speaking it's a head coach not like the assistant yeah, or offensive like that. that doesn't really matter but that doesn't change and the pack and the Detroit or excuse me the Tennessee Titans pack like were the second fewest I believe passes in the NFL last year per game I think that uh-huh. sounds correct uh, yeah I mean it's when I when I look at it and I it, again it, Derrick Henry is is I mean don't don't get me wrong it took him forever to be the guy that he is because mm-hmm. I had him in the first couple of years that he came out of college and that was yep. worth worthless that that offensive game plan is working them they play smash mouth old school badass football oh yeah and jump like it's it's the the replacements jump on his back like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. he's gonna continue to run run with you on his back oh yeah for sure I mean so anyways it's you know it's not like he ate her excuse me, Julio Jones is going to a team like the Rams that yep. are going to air it out like 600 yep. times this season. Yep. You know, Arizona, yeah. Arizona, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. You know, he went to a team in the Titans that just, they're yeah. going to pass it 420 times a game. Oh, damn. 420 times in the season, yep. and maybe 450. And when you start looking at target shares, like, it's, they have to both be incredibly efficient to produce. And I think, don't get me wrong, he's going to still be a top 20 wide receiver. Yeah. But I don't think him or A.J. Brown are going to be my primary top, top 10 this year. And so at the end of the year, who's got more receiving yards? I'm going to – I'm – Julio Jones one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think A.J. Brown is great. I love him. I have him on some of the fantasy teams in other leagues. He's one of my favorite new guys in the league. But – Give me the proven bet, Julio okay. Jones. I just, I just, I, I, you know, you call, know, call me yeah. a traditionalist, okay. but I'm gonna go with uh, the Hall of the for sure. If you retired tomorrow, tomorrow Hall of Famer. Yeah, and I, I guess I look at it as uh, give, give me the new hotness that's yep. that's worked with it that has and, a relationship. And I don't think there's a wrong answer. No, nope, correct. No, absolutely not. And I mean, and you know, we mentioned obviously Jerry Henry, but you know, Tannehill's yep. pretty well. Yep. Like, oh yeah. This, uh, Julio Jones, even oh, I, after losing Corey Davis. I, I wonder how much he recruited to get talent, because I don't know if you know this, but the Green Bay Packers organization doesn't allow their quarterback to recruit for talent. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I think A.J. Brown, like, bagged as hard as he God, could yes. get this trade done. And good, and good for them. With yeah. it. That's going to be an interesting team to watch as we come up here. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Just, just I'm an really excited to see that offense. Yep. You know, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown in the same field are just going to be 
you know. I don't know how it works fantasy wise, but just from a watching, you know, fan perspective, it's gonna be a blast. All right, should we housekeep up here? Yeah, let's housekeep up. You know, we've got the rookie draft. Um, it will be starting after week one. Um, so week one of preseason. Yeah. So the first week is obviously the Hall of Fame game. That's just one game. That's not gonna count. You know, we're not gonna do that. Um, but it will start Sunday, May or August fifteenth. Um, and technically. There is one game that day. The Carolina Panthers and the Indianapolis Colts play at 12. So we're going to put you on the clock at 12, Armand, but we have 24 hours. If you really want to watch someone on one of those teams still play, fine, you can wait. But that is when the clock's going to start. So you will get to see, what, so like, you know, 95% of the teams play at that point. Yep. And then you can even wait for that game. And I mean, and again, even, I don't even know if there's a player that's on there that would go through that one. Potentially, I mean, would be playing there. I mean, obviously, anybody could, maybe, could show up and superstar up. Yeah. yeah. That, he's probably the only one, but who knows? Um, so, Armand, you can kind of lead the way, but just we're going to get the clock going on that Sunday. So, August 15th is the date. Um, put it on your calendars for people to pick. You know, for anyone that wants to get some trades going, um, hit Armand up with 3.1. Um, but I'm curious, you know, we've had a few months, we've had some rookie meeting camps, we've had some training camps, you know. Starting up now, everything, there's been some hype building, injuries, you know. Has anything drastically changed from, like, the beginning of May when we had our first and second round to now this third round in terms of who you maybe expect to be in upper debate, you know, with some of these first few picks? Or is it, you know, the usual suspects? I think think we're still on the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anything or reports come out that that have got me going, like, damn, or anything like that. I think it's been... Everybody's still trying to get back in the flow of things. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're getting their feels for what the organization, the offense is there, what their role is going to be specifically mm-hmm. with it. I mean, outside of Kellen Munn and the hype train that is with that, yeah. you know, I mean, no, I guess I'm, I haven't changed. You? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's definitely something that you can take away. You know, there's good news that you can hear from some players, you know, injuries, you know, stuff like that. Nothing crazy. I mean, one thing I will say is, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's wide open. I don't think yeah. there's, like, a consensus, like, pick, like, Armand needs to take so-and-so at three down. Yeah, no. I don't think, like, I, I, you know, it sounds bad, but I think it's whoever goes, like, in these first few picks, I think it's going to be severely, or it's going to be very much determined by these preseason games. I think we're going to be biased and influenced by what we see. Because I just don't think anyone sticks out of it. I was, I was going to say, do you think this is just from a talent perspective that there's not there's not, not this talented back half of our draft here? Because we are, I mean, the front half of this draft was just freaking loaded with talent. Do we not see that in the back half here? Like, is there that big of a drop off, or are we just in the unknown because we're still waiting to see more things happen? Uh, I mean, a little bit. I mean, I think for me, it's because. It's because of this draft, draft first. Of all. Like, like, there's, there's not, not really, really many running backs, backs like right, right now that you can look at. at. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure someone will disagree with that, but there just isn't any that stick out. There's, there's a few wide receivers, but like, I feel like, like really the two biggest like, like selling points, points are like the strength right now in the draft are quarterbacks and tight ends. Yep. And the quarterbacks are backups. You know, you mentioned Kellen Mund, you know, Davis Mills, Kyle Trask, very intriguing options, but. They, they are, are all backups. backups. You know, none, none of them. them. I mean, Davis Mills, like, I guess, maybe, maybe projects to potentially be a starter at some point this year. And then, and then the tight ends, they are notorious for taking a bit to develop. 
and those are just not the most sexiest positions. You know, even in a and even in a boosted tight end league. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. And I mean, none of those tight ends are like no brainers. So I think it's more so just because of the strength of what's available right now. It's nothing super exciting. I mean, there's don't get me wrong, like there's still good players to be had. And we're going to look back a year from now at oh, this person to all, you know, who's going to be the Jalen Hurts of this draft or who's going to be the Terry McLaurin of this draft. I don't know. But someone is going to be that person. And so, so yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if we don't have to give specific players, yeah. but if you had to, let's, let's say, say a position, gun mm-hmm. your head, yeah. where does Armand go with three down one? Quarterback. Quarterback? Uh, yeah, with. Uh, again, I think a uh, quarterback, I think, is the best way to go. I, I obviously don't have that roster up in front of me. Um, possibly, possibly wide receiver. Okay. I just, I just feel like those talent-wise are going to be the ones where we're going to see the most out of these guys in the preseason games. Yep. And I think that's where the hype train is going to build on. So, Eric, quarterback, he has obviously Trevor Lawrence. Yep. He has Tua Tagovailoa. He has uh, MVP, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> um, it's just to Rod Taylor. Um, so so he's definitely nice quarterback. quarterback. I just, I, there's, I, I, I think it's a quarterback piece. I think it's, yeah, it's Colin Mund. I think it's going to be a tight end. Okay. I think there's going to be some, and I don't know who, you know, but I think there's going to be some tight end that has a big game. I think it's Colin Mund still on the board. It's, tremble or something. It's, it's weird not doing it with having two computer screens and a tablet sitting in front of you. Like I'm, I, like I, my statistical pieces are like not there. Well, I mean, let's. So if we look at, I look at the draft right now, and if we look at the best player available, mm-hmm. best rookie available, any guesses on anything it is? Nope. Just from the ADP. This is, you know, yeah. this is sleepers ADP. Shuba Hubbard, running yeah. back you know, for the Carolina Panthers. Yep. You know, Christian McCaffrey missed some time. Um, you stop that bad juju. I'm just saying. Juju, yeah. juju. No. Mike Davis, you know, came and did a lot. I mean, he's, he's going to start in Atlanta, too. I'm really excited about that. Unless someone so, stop. Nope, stop. Leave me on my hype train. I, that, I mean, and I can see Chuba. You know, yeah. it's backup running backs, obviously. Gamemakers, yep. Yeah, this is kind of like just the where we are in the draft. Like, you are drafting people that are likely backups and that you have hope break out or get an opportunity. Yep. And Chuba isn't probably going to get an opportunity, but he will if, you know, CMC gets injured. And, you know, unfortunately, that's a reality for all yep. running backs. So, I have, for, so for, the record, for the record, I'm putting dibs on Joe Hubbard just because I need to have a handcuff. Let's see. When do you pick? Uh, you, you pick at 4.3. Yep. I'm going to say... I'm going to say you probably <laughs> get him. I think that's a very safe assumption to make. But well, you could maybe trade, um, I don't know, Josh Allen for 3.1. I had an offer come through in one league. It was two firsts and another quarterback for Josh Allen, and I turned it down. Two firsts and another quarterback? Yeah, I forget which quarterback. It was, a quarterback. Different, it was a different league okay. with it, but I'm just – You're I'm, all I'm, – I'm, I've trained. Yeah. I've, I've rode this pony in. Nothing wrong with that. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, Josh Allen. <laughs> yep, so I got All right, and then just kind of the last thing, transitioning. Well, anything else you want to work with before we move on? No, this is not really where I play closing time, but – I nope. put my phone on for other things, so it's it's closer down. So, so the last thing we have is just um, with the league starting you know, back um, and the you new know, year, COVID's obviously still a thing. We're not going to have any COVID things. We're not going to have an IR, unfortunately. Like, if you have someone that goes on the COVID list for whatever reason, you just got to deal with it. 
Um, I mean, we'll it's, we'll, it's, yeah. we'll 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 yeah, like, yeah. well, it's not like a hard stance, but right now we're not planning on having like an IR. It's it's not going to happen. You just got to deal with it. We've got 30 man rosters. That's yep. more than enough. You yeah. have depth. You have depth. You might not like the depth you have, but you have depth. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then with the, the new schedule for obviously the league and, um, you know, with um, the extra week, um, 17 weeks, uh, 16, you know, obviously the playoffs are just going to be pushed back a week. Right now, I'm just thinking for the schedule, just like an extra conference team. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm open to ideas if we want to do some sort of like, you know, replay of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you got ideas, send them our way. Yeah, if you got ideas, like, because we got one more regular season game. It worked out neatly before with yep. five to start, three in our conference, five to end. But I'm flexible if people have any ideas. Yeah. And let us know. And Isaac is telling us it's time to end. I think it is. So, on that note, Dan, it was a pleasure. Absolutely, in person. So, we'll, you know, give us two to three weeks and we'll be back. Yep. Probably, right, probably right as we get ready to go as the preseason goes. Yeah. Definitely once preseason starts, we'll be we'll be weekly. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, Kevin and Sam are number one fans. Yep. That'll be our only one. We appreciate it. All right. Adios. Adios.